Yeah, turn the lights on, man. I just, you know, I just, just forgot to turn the lights on. Lights are on and nobody's home. Story of a lot of my athlete's life here. Oh my gosh, it's awful. So, good times. Uh, just literally just walked in the door less than five minutes ago from ejercicio for all you Spanish speakers out there. That's exercising go. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, trying to get my fat ass back in shape. Sorry, my fat back in shape. Uh, gotta make sure the bleep works. I don't know, I think you can say ass on there. Said it a bunch of times already. Don't worry, I've been live for quite a while now. Like two whole minutes. And, uh, shut up, Audacity. I don't care what you have to say. Uh, I guess do the intro first because... I am just all thrown off my game right here. All thrown off my game. What's up, disc golfers? Joe here with Joe's Disc Golf, and this is going to be another fun show. No worries. Don't have to worry all about uh, losing power again. Didn't. Had one of the best shows. Maybe I should say that I'm about to lose power more often because that was like the most interaction I've ever had on this channel at one time during a live stream. I also started at 10 o'clock instead of it is now 10.40 p.m., 10 minutes after what I normally do. But uh, the day got away from me for sure. Got home from work late. Had to play with my daughter because she is awesome. If you saw the picture on Twitter, she was thoroughly enjoying Waco. She would get excited for uh, Kristen Tatar and Caroline Henderson because... I don't know. And she would laugh hysterically anytime somebody hit a tree. Didn't matter who it was. I was like, oh, God. Oh, you are my daughter. Love you. Love you to death. Love you so much. Uh, if you did watch it, it was free today because first round is free. First taste is free, everybody. First taste is free. And, um, well, you got treated towards the end of it of watching... Evelina show off the progress she didn't make in the offseason. I do feel bad for her. Like, there is something going on. She had two 10-footers that she missed, like, five feet wide. One of them, I don't know what happened. It was She was probably, again, maybe eight feet away, 10 feet away. Threw it, band height. Band height. And it's whole 17 at Waco. She was down a little bit from it, but not like a crazy amount. Band height just sails on. She's six putts. Six putts on that hole. She takes a nine. Oh, oh. Yeah, I don't know. Does she need glasses? Does she need what? There was a picture floating around on Reddit of Paul Macbeth giving her putting lessons after his round. Because, I mean, holy shit. Sorry, holy shit. Uh, something definitely needs to change because it's just embarrassing. If she managed to get even, uh, if she was, what, 50% around C1, she'd be up top five, no problem. No problems whatsoever. But um, as it stands, she isn't. I was hoping she made some progress in the offseason, but... Um, not so much. Henna doing all right. I need to actually pull up my pull up the UDisc stats. Where's my mouse? There it is. Get over to UDisc and check that out. I was able to watch a majority of the women's round today. That was a lot of fun to watch. 
Is anybody surprised when I say this? Kristen Tatar, first place. I know it's been one round, but, like, is anybody, anybody out there surprised when I say Kristen Tatar is leading by two strokes after one round? Second place, Ella Hansen, kind of on coverage, not really. Deanne Carey is tied for third with Haley King, so we'll get to see those four tomorrow. It's going to be awesome. It'll be, I don't know, it'll be something. The second feature card for the women will have Sayonata, uh, Anna Kinstein, Stephanie Vincent, and Paige Shu. So that will be good. There's a big bottleneck at seventh, uh, also tied for seventh, or the tied for seventh as it stands right now. Stephanie Vincent, Paige Shu, who will be on the chase card. One step back from that, only because of PDGA numbers, will be Own Scoggins and Katie Tati. Uh, the, on that card with them will be Paige Pierce and Juliana Corver. One of the few people who can beat Paige Pierce in a PDGA number contest, Juliana Corver. Oh, my gosh. So that was something to watch. Uh, Caroline Henderson did not look good at all, at all this round. I don't know if it was nerves. She was playing with um, Kristen Tatar, uh, Katie Tati. No, um, uh, who was it? Who was it? Uh, Lika Lorenz. Uh, she did not do very well. That was that was rough to watch, and uh, that that lead card was just not not very not very. Uh, it it was a lot of different things, but. As it was pointed out, I forget who pointed it out. Uh, Lorenz is the only FPO prodigy player there that could actually like do something. So there's that, and she was on lead card. Woo, go team! Yeah, woo! It was not very good to watch. I, 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 I. It's okay though. It's okay. Live disc golf is back, and it is exciting. Waco was, um, for as long as I can remember, this is probably the best weather they've had. It was in the 60s, low 60s, and wind was basically dead calm. It was like five miles an hour. Yeah, compared to what it's been, where it's been in the 40s, low 50s, winds in the 20s. Woo, woo, so bad, so bad. Almost as bad as Ella's. Um, not Ella, Evelina's putting. Whoa. Uh, I did see another funny meme. Uh, somebody did Photoshop Evelina's head onto a stormtrooper and said, uh, see you soon. I'll miss you. Oh, I, I know I shouldn't poke fun. I've missed my fair share from that close, but the difference is I'm not a professional disc golfer. Wow. Words got hard there for a second. Woof. Okay, on the men's side, which I was only able to dip in and out of and listen to some of it, your lead card for tomorrow, which is going to be, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be awesome. So you're going to have Adam Hams, Calvin Heimberg, James Proctor, and drum roll, please. Wait, wait, I have something for this. I have something for this. Soundboard. Soundboard. Ah, drum roll. Uh, oh, I guess I don't. Oh, soundboard, you let me down. Okay, well, Nico LaCastro. Oh, well, 
Yeah, they had three Prodigy MPO feature players to even out that bad FPO. Oh, yeah, I forgot because it was uh, Isaac Robinson, um, Gannon, <laughs> sort of, kind of, maybe, who knows. Oh, yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> that was something. Uh, if only, if only. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to see Nico LaCastro on coverage tomorrow. I know he's won this tournament before in the past, and it'll be exciting to see what happens with him. I've I've been dying to see him on coverage at some point, just because it's going to be crazy. Huge bottleneck, though, in third place. Not only do you have Nicola Castro and James Proctor tied there at 10 down, you also have Paul Oman, GT Hancock, Eric Oakley, and Brody Smith. Ninth place... Tied at nine down. You have James Conrad, Nate Sexton, Kayla Visca, Paul McBeth, Miles Seaborn, uh, Bradley Williams, Parker Welk, Andrew Presnell, Jared Stoll, Cole Rodolin, and Kyle Klein. This is what happens when you play an 8,000-foot course in good conditions. That's, that's just what happens. Um, everyone said Dwight Howard didn't practice free throws, and he posted a video making 80 out of 100. It can't be bad. It can't be that bad in practice. I know. I know. Um, that's that's probably the frustrating part for her is that in practice she's probably doing, you know, 80, 90 percent from 20, 25 feet. And yeah, I mean, what's happening there? That is definitely she needs to. And I've been saying this since last year. She needs to go talk to a sports psychologist, a uh, a mental Oh, oh, not mental health coach. Uh, something along those lines. Mental performance coach. That's what it is. Uh, similar to a sports psychologist, but um, not quite as in-depth. Very uh, much more focused. Think of it that way. Uh, yeah. The third card is going to be ahead of second card by the end of 18. Yeah. Um, well, at least lead card. Uh, well, who knows? I guess uh, Cupcake isn't playing on third card or second card. Otherwise, do you think they could ask to play through? Is that legit? You know, in a tournament, like, hey, man, can I play through? You care? You care? It's whatever. Whatever, man. It's okay. Um, that would be that would be a good time there. There are plenty of things that I want to talk about that I totally forgot. I've been completely thrown off my game. Oh, yes. Exciting news from Castaplast here. Exciting news. Some say that it is the greatest disc ever created replacing the bird. And that it's afraid of heights. All I know is it's called the Stig. Hopefully that voice changer worked out. That's right, the Castaplast has enjoy has announced and had approved a new disc called the Stig. I could not resist after all those years of watching Top Gear before Rest in peace. I'm sorry, Top Gear. You are not the same. You're some horrible mutated corpse that has shown up and replaced them. It's not the same at all. But uh, on Amazon, they're doing a good job. They're crushing it. They're killing it. Literally, almost. Uh, James May almost died. Spoilers, I guess. I don't know. It's been out for quite a while. But yes, we have... We have a new disc coming out. That'll be interesting. I'll be curious to see what it is. There's absolutely no information there. My thought is, if it is called the Stig, it is by far going to be the greatest disc ever 
and be able to turn corners like nobody's business. And I will try to buy it in white and draw a racing helmet on it. Because why not? Oh, yeah. Good old water bottle that apparently, according to the co-hosts of Half in the Bag, sounds like I'm hitting the world's biggest bong while I'm drinking this. So there is that. Other big news that happened, uh, that would be the uh, House of Discs has now acquired all three parts of the trilogy brand. There can only be one. Yes, that happened this week. Finally happened. House of Discs has bought, Venture Capital has bought everything. They have acquired it all now. Jeremy Rusko sold the company. He is now on the board of directors for House of Discs, whatever. It's cool. They're looking to expand. Um, yeah, it was it was exciting to hear that because, I mean, it is when you hear venture capitalism, it is a little bit concerning. But overall, I think these guys have not sold out. It seems like everything was done for the benefit of the companies, I mean, this is the same company that bought Latitude 64. And since then, they have invested like crazy. They're coming out with all those new plastic blends. They're coming out with all of this. They're coming out. Um, they've got more machines. They're talking about now they want to have a U.S. presence in manufacturing discs. Because, one... It costs a freaking arm and a leg to ship that stuff from Sweden. Have you ordered anything from the Latitude 64 store? I have, and I paid. I bought four discs because I wanted one, and the shipping was the same as another disc. So I said, you know, f*** it. And uh, I think I totally mistimed that, but whatever. And I said, f*** And, well, I bought four then because, hey, that's what had to happen to make it worth it in my mind. And then I've got four more, whatever. <laughs> anyway, I'm addicted to plastic apparently. So now they have DD latitude, West side and cast blast, which my question, nobody answered on Twitter. Can they now throw, can the trilogy sponsored players, since they can throw any trilogy West, West side can throw latitude and dynamic and so on and so forth. Can they throw cast blast? My mind thinks yes, but who knows? Um, so a couple things here. Jeremy Rusko got paid. Yeah, probably. Uh, I put it in my cart and then don't buy it because of the shipping costs. Yeah, exactly. So that's why they need just a manufacturing presence here because it would just make absolute sense. The deal seems to pressure Latitude to give DD some time at the injection molds. I think it's... I think it's... They're already talking about, uh, Rusko said in a, um, in an interview he did online, oh God, uh, in an interview he did goalie fight. Sorry. My buddy is at, uh, the local minor league hockey team and the goalies fought tonight. Oh, I'm kind of jealous. But, uh, he said that house of discs is now headquartered in Emporia. Um, don't know about that for sure. They are going to be consolidating things. So they're not going to have four different marketing arms. They're going to have one. So unfortunately, some people are going to be losing their jobs. 
moving and whatnot. So sad for that. Overall, it seems to be what has to happen. I think they're going to set DD up with, they have that huge warehouse. I think they're going to set them up with injection molding there and set them up with a very similar, if not the exact same model of injection molding that they have over in Latitude's factories, just so that uh, they can cut down on shipping costs because that is just insane. Even with the discounts they get for shipping that many shipping containers. Plus, it'll help just make things easier and faster to get to. One of the things that um, Paige Shu said when she left was she had a hard time getting discs because they had to come from Sweden all the way over here. And so now if you get that, if you get that here, you get that up and running, it's going to be crazy. Uh, this is the first major um, thing that, that has happened here. It'll be very interesting to see how this all moves along from here. I can't wait to see. I want to try some of that new um, House of Discs. Can buy a brand called Prodigy flashing <laughs> off the screen. Oh, man. Yeah, they can. Uh, I would, you know, they. he teased that House of Discs was, and I keep wanting to say House of Pain. We're going to jump around here. Uh, I kept wanting to, uh, he kept teasing that other companies were, being looked at is to being purchased and other ones have been like contacting him about being purchased and what that was all like and all that stuff. I would not be surprised if one of those was prodigy at all. Uh, disc mania too. I mean, they latitude practically does everything for them. So I would not be surprised if disc mania on top of that ends up becoming acquired, but he's pretty tight lipped on that. Um, it will be really interesting. Uh, the guy who one of the, people who's kind of in charge of this venture capital joint venture thing um, said that they are, it's not unreasonable to think that they will continue to see 10 to 15% annual growth. Right now things have been slowing down a little bit, but we'll see. I, I don't know. That'd be pretty crazy. I'd love to see 10 to 10 to 15% annual growth here or more. Oh yeah. Overall though, I know a lot of people were saying that this was a bad idea. Uh, I think this is a good one. I think this is going to give DD a huge injection of cash to allow them to buy the machinery for the injection molding, deck out the warehouse with everything they need, and really get things moving and humming along there to really get stuff out there. This will also allow um, Latitude to make some DD stuff and have it, you know, sold over in Europe. DD doesn't have a huge presence there. Vice versa. I think Latitude does a little bit better here, but you never know. You never, you never know. Um, I'm also in an area where we have uh, one of our local pros is DD sponsored. And uh, so there's a higher than normal amount, I'd say, here. But it's still good stuff. I, I throw it a lot. I thoroughly enjoy it. Um, so whatever. Like I said, in years past, I've been on Team Trilogy, which is now Quadrilogy. And is there a Quintuplogy in this cert? If, if uh, you know, Discmania comes in and then maybe uh, Septology, if there's a, you know, Prodigy joins in, who 
the hell knows. It's going to be interesting, that's for sure. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, I don't really have many topics here for tonight. I have definitely um, <laughs> been working on some other stuff. The time has gotten away from me, for sure. Uh, believe it or not, I've been... So I do sports medicine, and I do uh, a little bit of, for funsies, machine learning crap on the side because I'm an idiot and whatever. It's fun. Anyway, been screwing around with some different stuff here, trying to get some data in here, trying to help predict the outcome of tournaments. And right now, based on the data, and so you know that this is, uh, I, I put this out there in the ether on Twitter and uh, let's see how bad these predictions are going to go. The most recent prediction has Katrina Allen winning it, and she's currently sitting seven strokes behind Kristen Tatar. Not impossible. Yep, it has Kristen Tatar in second. Henna Blumroos in uh, third, which she is currently sitting eight strokes behind the leader. Tied for 16th. Yep, yep, yep. That sounds about right. Ella Hansen, fourth, which, you know, tied for, or she's in second. Second place. There's there's good. And rounding out the top five is Paige Pierce, who is, uh, that's the wrong page, who is scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I had to have missed her. Where is she? Paige. There she is. 11th. Seven strokes back. Woo! Oh, man. So there's some work to do. Uh, need to work on some of that. It's been a lot of fun. The hard part is I have to uh, set up the data, set some variables, hit go, come back in 40 minutes, and see what it looks like. Then change a couple variables, hit go, and come back in 40 minutes. It's a long, arduous process and boring. Uh, Discmania seems like such a weird fit with Trilogy. Their discs are much more stable uh, than the numbers, and Trilogy is the opposite. I, Yeah, I guess. I don't put too much stock into the numbers. Um, I don't see why they would change numbers up. I only suggest them because Latitude is like kind of half manufacturing for them as it is, so it doesn't seem like it would be far-fetched. Now, you say like, oh yeah, they're going to pull... Innova into the fold, I'd be like, okay, yeah, you're totally full of so, yeah, no. Um, I'm just trying to think of those uh, lower-ish level, potentially struggling companies, your Prodigies, your Discmanias, your... Uh, Discmania, maybe not lower. I don't know if I said that. I don't, I don't know if I had the right wording on that one, but um, I think you get what I'm saying. It'll be, it'll be interesting. Oh, man. But, yes, that's kind of where we're at right there. Uh, new power rankings are up on the Joe's Disc Golf website. I forgot to pull that up. Man, just all all over the board here. There we go. Joe's Disc Golf. Do, 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 do. Power rankings. These are completely by the numbers. So this is, there is no gut feeling, nothing like that. This is also solely based on DGPT events and majors. No A-tiers, 
none of the silvers. Those don't come in there. And I went through the top 25. So rounding out the top 25, we have uh, in reverse order, Kona Star Montgomery, Hannah Hyam, Kelly McMorrin, Stacey Haas, Rebecca Cox. 20th is Maria Oliva. 19 is Alexis Monjano, Katie Tati, Madison Walker, Evelina Solonen, Macy Valadiaz, Jessica Weiss, Sarah Hokum, uh, Alex Benson, Valerie Mondahano, 10th, Jennifer Allen, 9th, Haley King. She looked pretty good at LVC. Again, this is based on the, um, how far back did I go? Six or eight tournaments back. Uh, there have also been an interesting amount of just things that have, uh, and, and that looking at finishing places, looking at statistics and all that fun stuff. So these are the most well-rounded players in my opinion, based on the, um, equation that I've come up with here in eighth Paige Pierce did not attend Las Vegas challenge and had an inconsistent finish to 2022. Let's see if she found her will to compete again so far. Not looking so good, but she's currently sitting in eighth and probably dropping. Ella Hansen moved up, uh, unfortunately, so had some website issues, uh, switched vendors um, or hosting sites, lost some data, could not recover it, did not do a good job of keeping records on myself of just backups of stuff, so I don't have any of my previous power rankings, uh, which I did find errors in that before, so... And the fact that certain things were not uh, working correctly in Excel. And so uh, no matter what you change, it, this, the top 10 was the same because of um, a typo, essentially. Moving on to sixth, we have Own Skagen. She played great and showing that being the best putter in FPO can get you a top 10 finish on a relatively long course, an open course. A course where, I mean, Owen Scoggins is not known for her distance. She's known for accuracy and placement shots and phenomenal putting. And that just goes to show that she was able to do that. Holland Hanley played really well. She's fifth. She played awesome. Uh, newcomer to the tour last year. Played with a new bag. And she did great at LVC. Katrina Allen won LVC, but still has, she's fourth, still has a few tournaments hanging on from last year where she did not do so well, holding her back, but she's slowly rising. Missy Gannon, on the other hand, is kind of sitting steady up there. She's got the third place. She finished strong in 2022 and finished fourth, fourth at LVC. Now, I had to double check this one. I had to go back and actually look at this. Henna Blummers, second in the power rankings. Despite her putting troubles in 2022, she managed enough top 10 finishes to take second, just based on what we're going off of here. It's crazy. Between her stats, like her putting hurt her, but her driving, her finishes all really helped out. It was kind of shocking. And finally, to no one's surprise, Kristen Tatar, Current world champion, did not play LVC. Her lead is shrinking in the in the power rankings by the numbers, but she performed so well at the end of 2022 and all of 2022 that she retained her top spot just barely. 
However, I don't think that's going to make a huge amount of difference given that she is currently playing really well. Things could change. I don't know. I don't know. But if you want to read the whole breakdown of everything we got there, that is at joesdiscgolf.com. These are the FPO Power Rankings. You can go to the Power Rankings tab, click on FPO, which apparently I am missing a picture here. Awesome. Or you can take it from the drop-down menu, and it takes you right there. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good times. Uh, going back, uh, without UC... Uh, I feel like Discmania needs to go uh, corporate, though. Uh, nothing like Italian blend made in Sweden. Very, very true. It's that Italian-Swedish plastic. It's okay. Immigrants are awesome. Immigrants are awesome. It is what it is there. Um, yeah, I think that's everything I have here. I don't know if I have anything else going on. Uh, continuing to exercise. Continuing to try to to shed some lubs down about a pound for all of you freedom unit lovers. Uh, for those of you, that is some number of kilograms, somewhere between zero and like 5,000. I don't know. There's no way to know. Who actually knows how many kilograms that actually is? It's like half a one, give or take. It's like two point something pounds per kilogram. So, eh, whatever. Working on it. Exercising. Cardio. Doing a whole bunch of core, trying to get my core strong. In the Fort Wayne area, every year we do match play tournament. Uh, we call it meet your, match, meet your Match Madness every March. The draw is coming up on uh, is coming up on this Sunday. It's on uh, the club's Facebook website, so you guys can't watch it, but that's okay. We'll be talking about it. It'll be a good time. It will be a good time uh, because... According to the club, uh, my nickname is Magic because two years in a row, managed to get to the final four and totally the bed. Uh, and yeah, so who knows? Maybe I'll make it a little further. Maybe I won't. I don't know. It's all random draw. I'm very excited. I highly recommend that anyone out there if your club has enough people to do, we do a 64-man bracket. If we got enough interest, we would do uh, 128. But, like, you could do a 32, just start at the round of 32. It's a good time. You've got two weeks to play your first match, and after that, it's one week. So it goes on for quite a while. Uh, we've gotten to Facebook Live stream quite a bit of that. I'll see if we can stream this on the Joe's Disc Golf channel, at least my rounds. So you guys can make fun of me. Mock and shame me. Tell me I'm horrible at life because, eh, whatever. It's the internet, and I expect that. <laughs> uh, I love you guys. You guys are awesome. Uh, calling you the Circle Two Crazies because, whatever, alliteration. Uh, give the man a like. You deserve a like. Beer Outdoors Briggs, have a beer. I will have a beer in uh, like a month or so. Give it up for Lent. And I've been good about it. I've been a good boy so far. The best part about giving up alcohol for 40 days, you get to be a cheap date after that. My wife, you know, whatever. Uh, any chance Evelina can hit the bad putting Katrina years level? It's all she needs. Oof. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I don't remember off the top of my head. 
See if I can find those stats. I think she might be worse. Uh, profile for... Oh, that's Hannah. Whoopsies. Whoopsies. Uh, let's get up to... Where's Katrina? Katrina. Da, da, da. Katrina Allen. Profile. And... Evelina. Profile. Let's see. What are the stats here? That's for Waco. I just want to see... Yeah, I guess for... 2022 can i just see those whole stats no of course not why would i want to see those stats oh there they are uh third and tour points do 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 do, do. scramble c1x 71 percent. really uh wow 28th 71 percent. wow i thought she was worse than that oh that's katrina allen ha i'm looking at the I'm looking at the wrong person Okay, let's go to 2022. Stats for stats here. We've got, yeah, 52% C1X. 52% C1X is what Evelina had last year. What year was it that um, Katrina was really bad? Or years? Uh, ooh. Here's the thing, though. It, was, it looks like it was around 2018. She was 56%. From C1X and 11th. Evelina last year was 52% and 79th. Yikes. Uh, let's see. Was it maybe 2017? No, 2017 was 61%. That's not it's not great. It's not it's not bad. 66% in 2016. 2019. Live research is awesome. Da, 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 da. 61%, yeah. So far, her worst is like 56%, which isn't awesome, but isn't bad. 59 yeah. Katrina Allen seems to be right around that 60%. Yeah, 56%. Um, for reference, today, uh, at Waco, Evelina Solonen's C1X putting was 35%. Yikes. 0% from C2, which, yeah, yeah. C2 is kind of a difficult one because you could be in C2 but have so much crap in the way at Waco where it doesn't matter. Or half the time C2 is out of bounds, it seems, where there's just so many where you'd end up being in C2, you'd be OB anyway. So there's that. So C2, it's kind of like, eh, eh. Confused moan is more so what it is. Yep. Yeah. Let's see here. Player stat, Core stats. Uh, nope. Player stats, I guess. So the best gain strokes, C1X, 3.44 is Missy Gannon. On the complete opposite end, Evelina Solonen gave up seven and a half strokes. C2, best was 3.9. Uh, Anna Castine and um, Nathalie Ortiz lost 1.75. Evelina only lost 0.25 strokes in C2. So it doesn't seem like Evelina had many looks. She had four attempts total in C2. So... Depending on where those are, they don't say where they were when they landed. 
I mean, C2, 66 feet with a whole bunch of trees and bushes and crap in the way. I, you know, I'm not, you know, it's not great. Like, so whatever. Uh, that's, yeah, it'll be interesting. Oh, God. I just, I, I want her to be better. I really do. I really do. I wish, I wish she was a better putter because if she was a better putter, we would have an epic battle up there week in and week out between Kristen Tatar and Katrina Allen. Paige Pierce is a question mark. I mean, she who knows if she's even found her will to win. I mean, what kind of stupid ass thing is that to say? Like, I don't know if I got my will to win anymore. Why are you out there? That's my question. Why are you out there? Because if I if I'm not out there in a competitive sense, going out and playing casual round with my friends, whatever. I don't care. If I'm going to a tournament, I'm out there to win. I'm showing up to win. I don't show up to just be there. I don't show up if it's a charity thing, if it's a for fun thing. Like we did a, a random draw doubles that was kind of a tournament. That's kind of like, well, you know, that's somewhere in between. We're having fun. We're still out there competing, but whatever. If I'm out there playing a solo round and it's a tournament, I'm out there to win. Like I don't go out there to try to lose. Like, I don't understand. Like, I, I, last year, I think some people took it the wrong way, but I was quoting Paige Pierce. It's like, I don't plan to lose. That means I'm not planning. I'm not going out there and planning, like, yeah, I'm totally going to beat you. I'm so this arrogant asshole. No, I just don't plan to lose. Like, if I go out there to plan to lose, why am I showing up? Why am I wasting my time? Why am I wasting your time? Why am I wasting everybody's time? Why am I wasting the money I paid in the tournament? That's, that's my thought process. Is like, if I'm going out there, I'm going to go out and, Damn it, I'm going to try to win. That's that's what I'm thinking. So that seems like, uh, yeah, Paige said her impact on the sport is wearing disc golf shirts to concert slash mall in her press conference to grow the sport. I, oh, I missed that one. I missed the press conferences yesterday. That is something um, because who... Like, everybody's making a big deal. PDGA crossed 250,000 numbers that they've handed out. Not active members. That's not even 100,000. Although, that's still not bad. I'm not trying to downgrade that. But, um, yeah. Their UDIS uh, numbers are probably the ones I'd go by. And I think it was a couple million active users last year. That sounds pretty reasonable. So, yeah. Um... I don't know. I, uh, I'm slowly getting at, at work. I've slowly been getting some of the high school kids and the athletic director interested in disc golf because one of my walls plastered with, uh, disc golf discs, Mm, half of them I've won a quarter of them I've paid for and the rest I have acquired through whatever people have given them to me. It doesn't matter. Anyway, so they're interested in that. I'm out there practicing putting. Um, the gym was empty, so I brought my basket out there, put it out to like 60 feet, and was just trying to hit them. Um, athletic director is like, wow, you're kind of bad at that. And then he goes out and tries it and is just completely whiffing. Now, I'm actually trying to run it because it's practice and it's indoors, no wind. He's actually getting excited, and I was telling him about evelina missing constantly and he's like how does that even happen he's bigger into golf so it's easy to talk and just go like yeah i just replaced yards with feet and you know it's 
you throw the plastic things instead of your clubs. You know, they are your club slash ball. So I'm getting interested. That's kind of how I'm trying to grow the sport is just naturally talk about it. I'm not trying to force it on anyone. I've had the one of the gym co- uh, teachers give demonstrations during gym classes when they go out onto the field when it's a nice day. They're like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to do disc golf. You want to you know, throw a few, show them how it's done? I was like, first off, let me warm up because I'm getting to be an old man. And if I don't warm up, things are going to hurt a lot. And so it's kind of fun to just watch, to be around some people who don't really throw at all and just go like, throw a forehand and it goes 300 feet. And I'm sitting there thinking like, okay, that was my felon. That should have gone at least another 50 feet. This, this is just stupid. I'm so bad at this. And they're all going, wow, that was so far. And I'm watching them barely throw 40 feet going, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. This is a lot of fun. This is a lot of fun. This is a ton of fun. Let's keep doing this. Let's grow the sport. I think that's a good one to end on because I don't have much else to say at this moment. Um, Thank you all for watching. I appreciate it. It's been about 40 minutes. It's about 40 minutes longer than I thought. Um, I think Paige misses being home after having time from COVID to live a normal life. You know, can't say I blame her. She's been living that van life for over 10 years. So I can't blame her for that one. But um, yeah, I think that about does it for tonight. I hope you guys all enjoyed the show. If you're listening on podca- on the podcast, uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching. You can watch the show live Friday nights, 1030 ish might be moving that up to 10. We'll see how that goes in the spring. Spring season gets a little crazy for me. Yay. Spring sports and rescheduling and lights and fun. Yay. Um, you can watch it live. You can watch the post-produced stuff after the fact you can catch it on YouTube whenever you want. You can also catch, uh, come up with videos I'm going to try to do a video, a uh, more in-depth video than my kind of 10,000-foot overview of the DD Venture Capitalist House of Discs and whatnot. Um, hopefully, that'll be coming out next week. We'll see. Try to do a recap of Waco. Didn't get one out for LVC. Time got away from me. It's fun. It's okay. I love doing what I'm doing. I love that you guys are here. You guys are awesome. If you like the show, give it a thumbs up. If you didn't, give it a thumbs down. Let me know why. That's all right. (laughs) Maybe she did discover some uh, shrooms. There are plenty out there. So on that lovely high note, if you get a great tree kick, don't forget to thank Treesus. And if you get kicked deeper into the woods, well, maybe you'll look for some shrooms, but you'll also have to repent and reflect because you have transgressed against Treesus. Thank you all for watching. I can't wait to see you all in the next video.